0: I was reading this morning. There's a high school football coach who's a pastor uh, down in Georgia, and he's a man of God, and uh, his. Basically, his whole football team in high school got saved, and they released a video of him. Has anybody seen this? Perfect. Um, He baptized 20 of his players at school, at school, at school. They fired him this week. And if those kids would have, have been wanting to identify with any other person other than Jesus, you wouldn't have heard about it. But if they wanted to identify as a different gender or something like that, it had been cool. But you see, baptism is is unique and special. And that's why the world hates it, because they don't know what it is. The devil does. Baptism is your initial... It's how you identify to the public and to the world that I identify as one of the chosen. I identify with the Jesus tribe. I'm one of those freaks. I'm one of the Jesus freaks. I'm a part of that movement. When you got saved, one of the first things you did is you probably got baptized. When you were baptized, you were publicly identifying with Jesus Christ as your Savior, your Lord, your Captain, who your wagon is tied to. And it starts with conversion, but then it goes right back into the baptismal tank. It's important. I'm not saying you have to be baptized in a baptismal tank, but I'm saying baptism is important. Acts 1.5 says, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you're going to be baptized, Jesus said. You're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The word baptized, say baptized. It means to immerse. It means that you identify with something. In the case of baptism, when you are baptized, you're saying, I identify with a new king and a new kingdom. I'm on his team. I identify with him. I am affiliated with him. With them, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is automatically a new creation. The old things have been done away with and the new things are here. You have identified with a new team, a new government, a new captain in your life. When you come up out of the water, it is a symbolic thing of what Jesus has already did inside you. Baptism is important. The Bible says this. If, if, if or the old us is gone, what happens to the old us? If the old us has been washed away and the new has, been, uh, the new has replaced it, where the old go? Good question. Bible says Galatians 2.20 My old self is dead and stinking because it was hung with Jesus on the cross, praise God. That dude don't even live here no more. He's got a new beginning, a new start, a new future, and a new eternity. My old self is dead with Christ. It's no longer I who live now because I'm on a brand new team. And my coach, my captain is named Jesus and he lives inside of me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me. How much? He loved me so much He gave Himself up for me. So I identify with Jesus. I identify with the kingdom of God. I identify with Him. Church, identifying with Christ means so much more than being a part of a particular church. Identifying with Christ means so much more than being involved in some type of a a club or something. Identity with Jesus means every day you're looking more and more like him. Identifying with Jesus means every day you talk a little bit more like him. You love a little bit more like him You forgive the way he does a little bit more every day You watch your language and you watch what you do and what you think and where you say and what you do The normal human struggle church The normal human struggle is for you and me to identify ourselves horizontally Which what do you mean by that preach you identify with being a carpenter or a welder or a nurse or a truck driver You identify with being uh, horizontally a plumber or a teacher or a nurse or a doctor you Identify yourself here, whether I'm gay or straight or I'm bigender, gender whatever, you know, I'm, I'm this, and I'm that. And we try to identify ourselves horizontally. That's not the way we were wired. We were wired to get our identity vertically, not horizontally. Our identity comes from Jesus. The old self has been crucified. I now identify with him. Church, finding and putting our identity solely in things on this earth ignores how God intended for us to identify. Because we're to identify as His creation, His children, and as citizens of God's kingdom, you and me have been sent out into this world to bring God's glory to Chester, Ellis Grove, Steelville, Perryville, McBride, Sparta, Redbud... We have been—we are identified with Christ, and now He says, You're in my government, my kingdom. Now go out into your communities, uh, communities and let my glory be known. Be little Jesus wherever you're at. Be little Jesus no matter where you're at. And we start bringing, and here's the cool thing is, we're thinking, oh, that's cool, Mike. I, uh, the old me gone, the new me here, Jesus inside me. How do I pull this off? Because I've got to have some power. I can't do this on my own. I can't do it with my own strength. Well, that's part of the secret about identifying with Jesus. When you become a Christian, the power to live the Christian life is deposited inside you. I want to give you some help today to help you understand what it means to turn that power factory on. I want you to flick the switch today. I want you to know that you have all of the power of God resting inside you by the power of the Holy Spirit. The, the helper, the comforter, the wine, the, the influence, the intercessor the the, the intercessor Holy Spirit. You have the power inside you to change. Church, it's more than just a card we give you when you identify with Jesus. It's more than just a, a service when you identify with Jesus, it's more than just joining an online group. It's more than just joining that. This is what the Bible says. Galatians 3, 27 through 29. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on the character of Christ like putting on a new pair of what? <coughs> you feel good wearing new clothes? I feel like George Clooney, man, when I put on new clothes. All right, I do. I walk out and, I th- uh-huh, you know, pretty good for what it is. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I uh, understand. Uh, But man, nothing makes him, at least this man, feel better than new clothes or new shoes. Love new shoes. Man, when you put those clothes on, you walk a little bit taller. You walk a little bit more confidently. You walk with a little bit more uh, encouragement in your step. The Bible says, Mike, I want you to wear Jesus like a new set of clothes. I don't know about you, but I don't show off my Jesus clothes very often and not much. Not the way I should. You put Jesus on like a new pair of clothes because you're, up, you're on a new team. Remember? You got the new jersey when you got dumped. You got the new captain. You got the new coach. You're on a new team. And the new clothes you have on says Jesus on the front end, on the front side. Church, you're, praying, you're playing for the front name, not the back name. You're, praying, you're playing for Jesus. There is no longer, ain't no Jew, ain't no Gentile, ain't no slave, ain't no free, ain't no male, ain't no female, ain't no white, ain't no black. Ain't no yellow. Ain't no red. It ain't this or that. This is the cool thing. Man, you, you, want, you want an idea about what can bring the world together? Listen to this. For you are all one in Christ. Man, that's something that the blood of Jesus does for us. It doesn't make us you or Gentile, male or female. It makes us His. We belong to Him. He gives us a brand new set of clothes to play in. Church, identifying with Christ changes us from the inside out. It means we start looking more like Him in our lives. We start looking more like Him. And no wonder we do, because we're wearing Him like a new outfit. Oh, I can see you're one of those. Oh, I can see whose team you're on. I can see who you're playing with. Church, identifying with Christ Changes us from the inside out. We start looking like new people because we're wearing Him like a new outfit. He's like the swag of a team that we we root for. He's like the, the gear that identifies who you're playing with, what team you're on. You know what? It doesn't matter what... Who the Cardinals have is coaching or playing. I will always be a Cardinals fan. You know why? Because that's the way I grew up. That's my team. Doesn't matter who the coach is or who shortstop is. I'm a Cardinal fan. And bless their hearts, there are people that feel that same way about the Cubs, you know. But uh, there are... That's my team. I, I, I had it pinned up on my wall in 1978, you know. That's my team. That's who I identify with. That's my swag. Church, I am a born again child of God. Jesus is my king. He is my, he's my kingdom man. He's the guy I know who can help me no matter where I'm at. Church, here's the thing. I wear him no matter what's going on in my life, no matter who president, who's governor, what government's in play, what's going on in the world. My Jesus doesn't change. I will always be a Jesus fan. I will always be, no matter what, no matter what goes on in my life. I'm team Jesus all the way. Because I'm going to tell you what, there's been times I wasn't on team Jesus, and I wish to God I could go back in time and say, man, I wish I could just do what the Lord wanted me to do. We wear Jesus. What's that mean, preacher? It means you wear his character. It means you wear his attributes. You wear his his words. You wear his thoughts. You wear his. Uh, you, you wear his qualities to the extent that you're able to publicly identify Jesus wherever you're at. When you're at the checkout at Rosiers, you act like Jesus. When you're dealing with a jerk of a boss, you act like Jesus. When you're dealing with a spouse that's not acting rational, you act like Jesus. You acting. You're working with kids that don't act rational. They act like demon possessed. You act like Jesus. Maybe they need delivered. But you be Jesus because he's inside you and you're reflecting who he is. All right. Uh, We wear Jesus. Remember Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who uh, live, but Christ who lives within me. Church, we're bringing into this world what God is doing in your spirit. We're revealing what God is doing in heaven and we're trying to release it in this world. Here's Listen to me. You've got all the power of heaven and God God has placed it inside you. Now he wants you to release it into the world. Preacher, I don't know about that. It's true. Jesus said, go back and wait until the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, I could be out here on three, and maybe my alternators went out. Maybe my batteries went out. But I'm stuck along three. I need, and my batteries dead. I can get out the manual, and I can read Jeff on how to change, on on how to jump my car. I can call AAA. I I can sing songs about jumping my battery if I wanted to. You know, I could do all of that. Know everything about jumping a battery. But until somebody pulls up with a fresh battery that has a charge in it, and I cook. I connect the cables to that battery and connect it to my dead battery and, and my truck. Until I do that, I can know all the songs. I can know the manual backwards and forward. I can call AAA. A, but until I get power into that battery, it doesn't matter what I know because information by itself is not power. It's what you do with the information that can bring you power. Church, I'm telling you this. There has been a powerhouse of heaven placed within your spirit. It's yours. God wants you to use it. He's given the power to you. He's released it here's the thing connect the cables up and use him in your life you can know all there is about church all there is to know about the bible all there is to know about sermons and preaching and singing and you can know all there is to know about that but man until the power of the holy spirit shows up in your life it's just information when he shows up it becomes information that can change you it gives power to it it gives presence to it it makes you bold um All right, I'm I'm going to cut a few spots. Anybody ever grow up in a house and you heard this? My house, my rules. Okay. Uh, Mom and Dad in Fogerson were very strict on on us. Uh, And it was good. Uh, It was good. But... You know, at it, it our house, mom had a sign up on the back porch when he come in. Said, take your shoes off at the door. Do you remember that? And by God, you better, not let, you better not accidentally forget to bring your shoes in because Odin always had oil chip roads. And mom and freak. Uh, dad had a rule. You don't cuss or swear in the house. Uh, I think you could smoke because dad smoked. But there was all kinds of crazy rules. No calls after nine. Things like that. Um, you know how many times I complained about the rules in my dad's house? Well, once. Um, <laughs> but you know, when you're in somebody's house, you follow the rules. You know, if you come to the Fogerson's house today, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if people smoke, I could care less, but you won't find any ashtrays at our house because they don't smoke. Um, so you, you don't smoke in the house. We frown upon swearing. Um, oh, in our house, you leave your shoes on because I hate feet. So that's the rule in the focus now. <laughs> in 1978, I was sitting about where Tim Hathaway was in Odin Church, and I remember walking to the front with Mark Burton, and I was on this side of the altar. And I, I remember praying and accepting Jesus as my Savior. I remember the next summer I got baptized. And at that moment, I I, I understand that I'm no longer living in just Dean Fogerson's house. I'm now a citizen in the Father's house. He's my God. He's my Savior, my King, my Redeemer, my friend. And I'm in His house. Well, God says, Mike, I'm glad to have you here. You're, you're a great... I, 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 I love you so much. I paid a big price to get you here. But you need to understand something. This is my house. And if you're going to be here, you need to play by my rules. I never argued with my dad about his rules because it was his house. I didn't, I didn't try to debate the rules with my dad because it was his house. It was my dad's house, so it was his rules. So as long as I was in his house, I did what he said. Church, we serve a heavenly Father who says, welcome home. Welcome to my house. But understand... I want you to follow the house rules. And that means this. We act, like we're, we act like we got some Jesus in us. It means we act like we got Jesus in us. I tell you what, man, if I acted the fool out in public, I'd ra- I was raised at the time, if I embarrassed my dad when I was a kid, I was going to get it when I got home. Amen. He said, I'm sending you out... I'm sending you out with my name and I want it brought back the same way you left with it. Young people, listen up. That used to be the rule. Guys, we're going out into this world that cannot stand Jesus, hates God, fired a guy for baptizing 20 people who want to identify with Jesus. But if he he was encouraging them to identify with something else, he would be a hero instead of unemployed. That's the jacked up world we live in baby if we don't start showing Jesus right now ain't nobody going to see him you see Jesus ain't got no plan B he's coming back for the church we're it there's no second brigade coming up there's no reinforcements coming in it's us baby we're the church put on your new clothes and you start being Jesus in some of the most difficult situations in your life well, I can't do that. Bull butter. You've got the power in her. You're calling God a liar. Now, which is it? Who's right? Amen. You've got the power in you, dude. Flick the switch. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that right now, I pray that you would encourage us to seek out the power that you've placed within every single one of us as born-again Christians. Lord, I pray that we would move and operate in your authority, your anointing, your movement. And Lord, when we leave here this week, some of us are going to come into some problems this week, Lord, because we're going to be a family that we've not seen in a while, maybe we don't get along with. We're going to need your grace. We're going to need your help, Lord, to be Jesus. Lord, remind us, remind us, remind us that we are not our own and this world is not our home. Church, if your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I'd just simply like you to stand to your feet. Nobody looking around. Please do it quietly. I'm not going to keep you much longer. I promise, I'm not. I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask the team to come up. I just want you to bow with your heads closed and your 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 head your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I, I threw out a lot this morning about about baptism on the front end, and I feel like I have to do this. I need to do this. Man, you might be here today and you've never been baptized, or maybe you were baptized before you knew what baptism meant. Or maybe you just now started following Jesus and and maybe you were baptized a long time ago, but maybe your baptism's out of order. You know, you're saved and then baptized. Maybe today you need to say, maybe you can come forward and say, hey, preach, I need to be baptized. I need to do that. I didn't do it. I was talked out of it. For whatever reason. Maybe you're, maybe God started working on you really young. And maybe you were baptized as a baby. Maybe that was, maybe that was God working on you way back then. But now that you're a, you're, a big, you're a big person, you're an adult, you can make that decision for yourself. And you can take that ball over the goal line and say, okay, God, thank you for working on me as a child. Now as an adult, I'm walking into a new relationship with my eyes wide open. I'm going to be on your team if you'll have me. And he'll say yes. But this morning, maybe you need to be baptized. Maybe the, you need to get your baptism in order. But if that is you, and you know you need to talk to me about that. There's some things that shook loose this morning in your spirit. Nobody looking around, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. This morning, if you need to have a conversation, and I'm, we're not going to have the conversation this morning. I'm not. But I want you to I wanna know who it is. And, Mom, I want you to look around so you can help me because I want to I talk to these people. Man, if you need to talk about baptism, you need to get some things in order. you can just lift your, Would you lift your hand? Just keep it up for me real quick. Thank you. Keep them up, please. Keep them up. I want to see them. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. You can put them right back down. Do you see them Mom? Okay. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we want you, we love you, and we want to live our lives for you. Thank you for giving us the power to do it, Lord fathers we leave this house let us go with an anointing and a power that we've not experienced in a very long time or maybe we've not ever experienced before but lord god the words of this message are going to come back into our hearts to our minds to our spirit this week at the moment we need it and we give you glory and praise and honor in the name of our king and our savior jesus and everybody said y'all go home eat lunch don't eat a lot keep it light we're going to eat like we mean it tonight all right see you at six o'clock god bless you